Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode eight of The Ripper, The Teller, and The Gremlin. Before we start today, um, we just want to give our condolences to the tragic news um, about the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, he was a legend, uh, a defining actor, and he will forever be remembered for his incredible role in Black Panther mm. uh, and mm-hmm. all the other films that he uh, had taken part in. Jackie Robinson. Yeah, he played an icon and I think he will always be remembered in history. Um, and we're all very sad to hear the news. Um, and yeah, you know, we'll yeah. uh, forever be missed. So Yeah, uh, no, our thoughts go out to his family. Um, well, obviously, we are all quite sad about this, but we can't imagine what they're going through. So Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. And he was very heroic for um, going through all this uh, whilst, you know, keeping it private and yeah. continuing to create great history and films for us. So, yeah, uh, completely. Yeah, well, kind of forever. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on to uh, today's news, uh, I'm going to start off today. Uh, we've got a couple of bits today. We have uh, two things gaming and one thing film. So let's get the films uh, underway and start moving forward. So for me today, Enola Holmes, uh, which is a movie, uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, this, uh, I think this has got amazing potential. So um, Enola Holmes is a film which takes a different spin on Sherlock Holmes. Um, It's based around uh, young Enola, who is the sister of uh, Sherlock Sherlock. Holmes. And basically, she goes on a quest when her mother is uh, disappears. Mm. Correct? Mad dash adventure type thing. Yeah. And, you know, she she has the traits of her brothers. Um, You know, she has the, you know, she's witty. She's funny. She's very smart. um, There's a charismatic side. um, And, yeah, let's just talk about it. So um, the casting, we have Henry Cavill. As Mr. Sherlock Holmes. As Mr. Sherlock Holmes himself, which is epic. One it, thing, it's yeah. really different but i really like it yeah i mean he looks suave he looks great he looks like he has he the could, british charm he does and he looks like he could be sherlock the one thing that we just have to quickly point out which chris very kindly mentioned um is that it's a bit weird seeing a guy that massive in a suit where yeah. he's supposed to be sherlock holmes because i don't recall sherlock holmes ever being yeah <laughs> I, I mean ginormous it, it leads some good cre- like credence to do you remember in the robert downey jr movies yes where he's like fighting the guys yeah yeah and it was always mm. like oh i like robert but it's always a bit hard to to grasp him being able to do all these crazy jujitsu before time slashes yeah. mm. but if henry cavill's like oh punch the juggler you're like yeah. oh no <laughs> Um, yeah uh, so it looks great and we like the casting Um, I think the film is I think it's cool I I like the idea of um, instead of just doing another reboot Sherlock Holmes um, you know the fact that the the, they are incorporated into the film because they are tracking her down because she's obviously gone on the run to go and find her mother Um, and it just looks like a lot of fun, yeah. doesn't it? And, and like you say, it's really nice change of pace mm. because we've had so many Sherlock properties, you know, yeah. set in the modern day. Yeah. We had the BBC series. Yeah. We've been mm-hmm. Cumberbatch, had the Robert Downey Jr. movies, as we mentioned earlier. Like Sherlock Holmes has been done so many times that it's nice to have a movie where a different actor can portray him, but he's not the focus. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. he's fun. He's cool. He's, he's interesting. But... It'll be like a sec- like a yeah. supporting role, and, and it's nice mm-hmm. um, to see the the Sherlock family get a bigger 
you know, screen time mm. in his little sister yes. and in, I believe, his younger brother. Yes, he's younger. Um, yeah. And I cannot remember the, the actor's name, no. but I, he's, he's yeah. such a good actor. And he's one of these actors who just pops up in everything. Yeah, he does, yeah. And you can never say his name, but I'm always like, you're good. Yeah, Every time I see him, I'm like, yeah. you're good. I don't know who it is. Um, and what, what I was going to say, which we were going to talk about as well, in the, another reason this is quite, you know, is quite substantial. Um, this is like a take on sort of woman empowerment, um, but it's, you know, in, in a good way. Um, this is, you know, set in a time where women were oppressed and were not, you know, yeah, taken didn't seriously. Have, didn't, have didn't have a say. Equality, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to see her taking that kind of empowering role of, you know, she is doing something for herself she doesn't fit in with society either because she's different because she's you know she's smart like she's she's very, everything a lady in that time period what she's supposed be, to be right? yeah exactly yeah. um and it, it feel, it's got a really nice feel to it and the film kind of from the trailer looks like it doesn't take itself too seriously either like it's a bit of a light-hearted you know comedy slash yeah, kind of like a coming adventure. of age film yeah it? that's it yeah um but yeah I, i'm really interested to see this and uh, i believe it's i don't think it's like long term no it, it pretty much everything that netflix has has released has within been within like a, a month or two months yeah. time period recently anyway yeah so yeah. i mean bradley I, I take it you hadn't seen anything on it until now no but, i haven't um, but i'm really like it sounds great yeah and <laughs> it looks really fun so just so you know as well just a cool little quirky thing the reason it's called she's called enola holmes is enola backwards is alone and I was like, and I, I quite mom, like that. Yeah. Because yeah. mm. um, Sherlock Holmes' mum's apparently meant to be like just absolutely mentally insane. It, isn't yeah. Because she? um, she's so, like, she's like so clever that she's like insane almost. You know, like yeah, that, right. that yeah, dynamic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, really interested to see how that um, turns out. And I will definitely be giving that one a watch. I think it's definitely something for me. Um, but moving on, Lord of the Rings. We've talked about Lord of the Rings <laughs> on here before as a franchise. You've made Gollum noises. I've made Gollum noises. Um, but they are. They, there's been a lot of talk for a long time about how a Lord of the Rings Gollum uh, game was going to be released. Uh, and mm-hmm. for a long time, we've not really had too much. There's not. Uh, there's been you know things said by developers. Things you know. Um, I think there's maybe been some artwork as well and things like that, but never really anything major or any concrete yeah. information. Um, we got a trailer. Uh, it's not very long. It's a cinematic, isn't it? Yeah, it's not very long either, is it? It's sort of no, a minute thirty. Yeah, it's, it's got to be around a minute long or so. Um, so we don't know much about it, so there's not too much to say. But we do know that it's a very uh, stealth-based game. Um, it's going to follow you. You will play as Gollum, uh, and you follow uh, a branching narrative storyline. Um, and apparently, according Chris has actually said here that the developers have compared it to the Prince of Persia franchise. Yeah, they, they said that was their inspiration. That's quite cool because I'd be interested have you know how they Im- implement that. Maybe sort of in a way, all I could, all that comes to mind for me is maybe the, the movement mechanics for Gollum mm-hmm. as he's obviously he crawls, uh, mm. you know. Um, but what, what do we think of the game from what we know well, you know so from what i know they are going to follow the the kind of law that's already been set mm-hmm. out because obviously like lord of the rings and tolkien's universe is huge and yeah is basically we know everything from yeah. from the beginning to i don't know not the end but <laughs> millions the end of, of the of years and, the, exactly the end but even like past that and it keeps going but anyway so we we know and we've got like hard law for all of it and mm-hmm. that kind of confuses me if the, the, i know they've said that they want they are going to follow this uh this law and it's going to be like canon but 
how are they going to do branching narratives? Does that mean it's going to be one of these games that you have choices that in the end it'll always come to the same Back conclusion? To the same conclusion, or will it be? Yeah. Because there's only so much uh, you can break from the law before it's completely different. And yeah. you can't you can't satisfy the people that want to keep the law the same and the people that want a, a game that tells a new story with loads of branching narratives. So I, I'm just kind of confused on why they've tried to go that route or, yeah. or what they're going to do with it more like. It's going to be quite confusing to, this, to try and encapsulate both. Yeah, in this they're trying to say that they're respecting the law and the setting and that mm-hmm. everything is correct within the setting, but yeah. within the actual narrative itself there will be different outcomes, right? Mm. So, so they're, they're staying as faithful as they can to the world. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It, it depends where they're trying to satisfy it. Because obviously yeah. we know where Gollum is through most of where yeah. the game is set. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. it's going to be a case of, if he's not there, people are going to be like, well, why is he yeah. here? Yeah. And then th- there's a lot of cool stuff the they narrative. can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, but obviously so... it would break the narrative and then the whole multiple... Uh, roots would be a bit yeah like, sure broken. so, there's, so I, I don't know it's just <laughs> there's there's not too much to say about it and i, I don't want to you know dwindle on it for too long when we don't have much information yeah. <laughs> but one thing i would just like to kind of get your thoughts on is uh, obviously Gollum being the character that he is how do we think kind of gameplay is going to work in regards to we know it's stealth based but it was sort of is uh, is he sort of meant to avoid confrontation and combat or is it going to be like can he stealth yeah. kill like how does this work so, like, with a character like that i don't know if you guys ever played this but i played this game um and i've i it's it's not of orcs and men it's something to do with a goblin in the, in the title right. and literally right. the entire game is a stealth based indie game where you play as a goblin oh yes and you run around yeah, yeah. and you assassinate still yeah, kill yeah. you assassinate yeah um and he's, he's disney isn't he like wisecracking or yeah, rude yeah. or like yeah yeah so i've never played sticks. it but i've seen it on oh, i don't know what no, i can't I've remember it, it might be that bradley i think it's on the game Pass. i've played yeah that's where i played it yeah and i, I really enjoyed my time with it but i can see right. something similar very similar to that without the comedic element mm. but as Gollum, you know just you you know stealthing your way around and mm-hmm. using element of surprise and uh, you know envir- yeah. en- environmental things to help you kill mm. enemies because yeah. he's yeah, not yeah. doing the killing by himself no no let's be real yeah he's not a yeah that's exactly what i was kind of uh thinking about and hoping for is is something that was very much uh you know avoid as much uh that's combat as possible, possible. Yeah, yeah yeah uh because that's the kind of per- like character he is he he's very sneaky and wily and he, he finds ways around things and, and through taking things. them head on it's and then i think like leave some bodies for shelob yeah like, oh, shelob she's coming <laughs> it's not going to be like <laughs> where you approach them all head on and just take on exactly crap. and so i kind of hope for that yeah. and then I, I want i want something that when you do have to go into this like or like stealth mode where you have to kill yeah. um i want it to be like really gritty and yeah. really like you know like you said like using the environment using everything he can because that's the type of character, of character he, is. he is yeah it wouldn't be a case of oh gollum has got a knife now go up and like, <laughs> Gollum knows how to choke subdue you into Gollum's you got out. a yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Like, I, I want it a bit like um something that we, it kind of reminds me of is um the recent tomb raiders the way oh, yeah, the she good. is where she kind of yeah. does her takedowns like very aggressively yeah. and very like she would like take them to the ground and kind of Brutal, wrap her yeah. legs around. Mm. Yeah. Like something like that, where it's, it's really real and gritty rather mm. than like a lot of other games we've seen recently. We just kind of got to them just like, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just like this really quick, Over clean top, thing. Yeah. Rock to the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah. yeah, 
yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, and it's something that's obviously grasped all our interests just because it's Gollum and it's, it's Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. So, yeah. um, but I saved this bit of news to the very end because it's actually the one I'm the most excited about. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, Bradley might more than Chris, but I'm a serious Lego game fan. Like mm-hmm. I've had, I think I've I've near on had them all. Um, there's a couple that I've <laughs> missed, um, like the Lego City and things like that, and the Cops one and stuff like that. But the, the all of the ones. yeah, but all of the the actual lego games you know like the core ones um i've all had batman yeah, yeah the, the, I've even, I've, the lord of the rings the hobbit harry potter all wow. of the, i've had them. Whoa. yeah I've, I've had them <laughs> all you Star Wars. he has a big belt <laughs> i do have i have a black belt in um lego games um now i <laughs> knew for a good at building boy yeah i knew for a long <laughs> time that lego star wars were going to make another one and um, which was yeah. going to be called the skywalker uh, saga which would include all of the nine films um Mm -hmm. and it would just be one humongous lego game but all up to date with obviously today's because as much as sounds silly lego games have made us such an improvement from when they were first around to now like and it sounds yeah no i agree completely they are are such different games now um and this skywalker saga i couldn't be more excited about because (laughs) lego star wars the original um with the first few films in um they it's my favorite lego game they've ever made um even though it was old albeit is that the one does that just uh phantom menace attack of the clones revenge of sith and then yeah Yeah. there was another one with obviously the old uh, the original Original trilogy and Uh, then they brought them together yes they they did yeah and then but then it annoyed me because then they made uh, lego star wars the force awakens and i was like they shouldn't have done that because they should have just waited for that though they made lego the the clone wars right which Which was my favorite amazing so so lego star wars i was about to say this is my favorite um of the whole lego franchise but the Clone Wars is my favorite Lego game. Oh, because it's, it, it, it's the incredible. battles as well. Yeah, the big battles. Blew my mind as a kid. So, so <laughs> what I was going to say about this is that they finally released a trailer, um, literally the other day, and it showed obviously the cutscenes and that, and obviously stays true to the franchise, and it shows clips from all all of the films and everything. Um, and it's always got that comedy aspect and everything, but it looks incredible. And like the they showed you small snippets of gameplay, and it actually looks like they've like gone for an an actual like gameplay improvements like in the sense of the shooting and the light yeah yeah i thought that and it looks like an actual smoother yeah smoother Mm -hmm. i'm like even though it's made out of blocks it's (laughs) um it's got sharp edges and yet it's smooth um but (laughs) but i'm so excited and it just it brings back so much nostalgia for me as playing the original lego star wars and uh, loving those games so much and I can't wait to play them all again and to play them all in one go as well. You like, know, this is going to be a, a like com- completionist nightmare though, right? Oh yeah. To, to collect all everything, all the characters. mini kit bits and all the characters. There's <laughs> going to be a, you know, like if you think about the more recent Lego games, how many characters there are, like the Avengers one and the Marvel's one, um, Marvel oh. um, universe one, you've got like hundreds and hundreds of characters plus DLC characters and stuff. Yeah. Imagine how many are going to be in nine films worth of, of of star wars there's gonna be so many characters yeah i mean it's fun as well because we will get to do i used to well the funniest thing for me was always putting like darth vader up against like anakin and stuff yeah and now we can do anakin versus kylo ren yeah and have edgy little emo teens (laughs) battle out there edgy for yeah i know i can't wait and i'm so excited so yeah that 
to be honest, again, there's not much to say. There's only been one trailer so far. Um, the only thing that's annoying is that it does still doesn't have a proper release date. Um, it it's now saying it's been pushed uh, back, hasn't it? One, yeah, because it's and it's yeah. end half, I think. But which is a bit annoying. But mm-hmm. you know, like we always say, delays are usually a good thing. So yeah, let's unless just, they remake, it's a, it is probably going to be a very big game as well. So you can understand yeah, exactly that. Um, but yeah, that, that's all for me for news today. So um, who is uh, going next? I believe it's Bradley, isn't it? It is me. And uh, it's time to welcome everybody back to Corporate oh. Beef. Oh, your favourite segment. It needs to sound like My news favorite. thing. Like, we need dun, like a little dun, dun. jingle. Yeah, jingle like every time. Do-do, corporate Beef. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're grown men. Gone. Again, we're going back to the old Apple v Epic Games. It's uh, it's still going. It's, it's, it's really just kicking off as well. Like, as in the the whole law side of it and and uh, and everything but so apple um has recently terminated uh, all of epic games ios developer accounts uh which means that epic games as a company can no longer update any existing games or upload any new games to the ios store um and they've actually been apple have been quoted as saying they're disappointed that they had to do it um and then uh, Epic did respond uh, and say, well, why are they saying they had to do it? Because they didn't have to do it. And it, it's all kicking off. They're having like micro fights between them. Um, Microaggressions. They, yeah. And they've also said that Apple have said that they uh, hope they can work together again. Uh, and I'm not surprised because statistics have shown that $1.2 billion have been generated uh, from Fortnite in the App Store. 1.2 billion, wow. uh, which means Apple would get around 360 million dollars. So I can't Just really say I'm surprised. Change. Yeah, for doing nothing but <laughs> owning the store. So I can't say I'm surprised that they hope they can work together. Um, but yeah, so it, it's actually crazy that Apple are just completely banning Epic as a company now, not just Fortnite. Um, they're just not giving them any chances anymore. Um, but like I said, they did say they want they would be happy to work together again. So basically, they're putting them in a position where it's uh, abide by our rules or don't work with us. And I can't really say Apple are losing much here because they're like they don't lose any. If if it's on the store, they get their cut. If it's uh, not on the store, they don't. But at the minute, they're not giving them their cut anyway. So Apple are literally losing nothing here. Whereas Fortnite is losing, uh, it's like adding to $1.2 billion. So Apple are in the, you know, the the comfortable position here. They they don't need to do anything. They just need to play this out and, you know, wait. If they come back and they abide by the rules, they just continue growing that $360 million, which is ridiculous. But the so the court hearing is, is actually going on at the minute, and something that's come up is Epic has basically said that um, by taking them off the store, they're calling uh, they're causing irreparable damage to Epic Games as a company, um, and the judge has basically ruled that the dev tools of Unreal Engine that they use um, cannot be touched by Apple like that that they're a separate thing. Mm. But the judge has also said that Epic should conform to Apple's rules while the case ensues. So so the the judge has actually said, look, Epic, you basically need to just follow the rules if you want your company not to be irreparably damaged Mm. uh, while this is happening until it gets sorted out. Um, Which, to be fair, kind of makes a lot of sense. 
just follow the rules while the court case is going on because you'll get your 1.2 billion like growing again and they'll yes they'll be taking their cut but at least you won't be on zero like income so yeah. it does make sense and i can kind of see like the the judge has like you know he can't really do much more at the minute because he needs to let the case play out he can't just instantly rule that um apple are causing irreparable irreparable damage so it does make sense but at the same time i feel like epic are taking a very pride uh prideful stance here because they've actually said then like they're not going to go back like uh with the current guidelines so yeah. i mean they've I, got other revenue streams haven't they so yeah i mean i am team epic but at the same time um i don't think they should have played the whole they're hurting us as a company and then you know well, why don't you just go back while this <laughs> happens and then go no <laughs> because clearly you're not being hurt that much yeah um and it is, I mean, obviously, Epic is a, a much, much smaller company. It is growing. Um, mm. But yeah, it's, it's Still just... A beast. Yeah, exactly. But obviously, Apple, like I said... A bigger three, beast. Yeah, it's just a bigger beast. And like I said, they, they're in a no-lose situation here because if it was on the store, they wouldn't be getting their money. And if it now it's off the store, um, the only Still person it's hurting is Epic. <laughs> yeah, they're not getting the money, exactly. And then all they have to do is wait for Epic to go, mm, maybe we do kind of want our extra extra dust from the the mobile platform so at the minute i wouldn't i wouldn't say anyone's kind of edging forward in the fight um apple are in a strong position um monetarily but the court case is going on so yeah that was your little update on uh, the corporate beef so we'll look we'll look forward to your next, next segment yeah, yeah it'll probably be next week like you said it'll, it'll just be next week and it'll this will be become a recurring said. actually an, a, a, a bonus piece of news no, is that um ridley scott actually watched the animation for uh, epic games is like 1984 parody oh, okay um, he said ridley scott watched it and he said he actually like he thought it was really good but he thought maybe it was a bit like that they're targeting apple in the wrong ways but he just he said he loved the actual animation of it. Oh wow, parody. that's cool. <laughs> so I thought yeah, that was quite cool. Scott's that... approval. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the animators are epic. Well done. <laughs> yeah. But onto my next piece of news. Um, not a big piece. Uh, it's to do with the uh, the best company in the world. Everybody loves them. It's EA. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, they're, they're my favourite company. Yeah. They're my favorite. I love well, spending I love my money on microtransactions. They didn't um, ruin Fireware or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, EA has come under a lawsuit uh, in actually multiple places has been re- reported recently, which I, I originally had um, had put down that it was in California. But um, I've actually seen that it's in France as well. Um, it's due to claims that the ultimate team modes breached the, uh, the gambling laws uh, that are in place um, because of the uh basically they've ended up saying that the way that ultimate team works with its packs and and the way it operates is it relies on creating addictive behaviors which obviously is gambling is gambling yeah yeah, and it's illegal for minors to be um gambling so it's basically a case of people are attacking them um uh lawfully saying that you've caused damages because that's how it's done in the law for some reason um i don't know who the money goes to like i'm not i'm not clued up on the law when when someone sues for an amount of money that concerns the public i don't know where the money goes to but um yeah e- either way ea has come under this lawsuit in, in apparently multiple places which to be fair has taken quite a time to to happen considering how i was going to say that the loot boxes yeah i was going to say that targeted like last year the year before 
it's mm. EA have always been in the spotlight for this problem, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, they're, they're the biggest yeah. offenders yeah, by and far. And it's always been like a thing where you hear in the background, like you know, uh, you know, could this be classed as gambling? And are they going to get yeah. like sued for this? I'm surprised it's taken this long. So <laughs> I think probably it was already dealt with in certain places. I think somewhere like Belgium. I think Belgium has really stringent laws on this type of thing, and I think they had already dealt with it. But I think um, people are bringing it up in different places. Uh, go into the one I looked at is California because obviously they have separate state laws. So I think it's a case of we're just moving from place to place now, getting right loot boxes banned essentially. Yeah, and and to be fair, I some uh, loot boxes and customization type things in games do not bother me. Um, but I don't think they're gambling at all. Um, really, it, it's it like stuff like skins, what, where you know what yeah, you're exactly. It's for. it's what you see we is what you get it's a skin uh, you can be get, like you can go online and see the chances and stuff but i think things like ultimate team are quite bad because of uh, like like it says it is very addictive behavior and there's a there's a case of with skins it's a it's a oh look at me type thing but with um like virtual players in fifa it's very much a i need to have a good team and I need to be winning. So it's that pay to win. It's, it's, Skin not, don't co- yeah, it's not cosmetic. So it's, yeah. you know, it actually so affects it, your chances. I mean, of it, it would even be exactly. different if you knew what player you you're were going to get because you're right? not gambling. It's, it's, it's a oh yeah, definitely. Purchase, so I think that so, would be yeah. their way to do it is, but uh, even then you'd end up everybody with the same. You're paying teams, to win. Yeah. Yeah. You'd literally and everyone just would just really have the, the best players. team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't know their way around it, but I, I do um agree with the fact that this should be targeted for because there is so many kids out there and there's so many uh stories you see online of kids spending their mum's like you know debit card and credit card money savings account like yeah savings accounts you see it all the time and it does need to be addressed because it is a very addictive thing and it can cause so many problems for um for young kids um growing up especially with the kind of society and peer pressures they live with. If, if all their kids are spending loads of money, uh, all their friends are spending loads of money. They'll do it. Um, exactly. And as a child, you don't understand that you don't have to be part of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and obviously there is that peer pressure and yeah, it, it can cause so many problems. So I do think it needs to be addressed. Um, but yeah, so just, just that hopefully this gets resolved again. I'm surprised mm. it's still not, I feel like there needs to be like a, a United Nations meeting on loot boxes. Um, <laughs> I mean, so I that everybody can agree. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I, not sure about that one, Bradley. No, but like, no, I, it would work. <laughs> I do agree, though. Like, for example, the, the, I don't really play many games that are EA, um, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. that obviously include microtransactions. But the biggest one for me is Apex. Yeah, and I can prime example of this. They recently had uh, an event, a special event on, and I'm like a proper on Apex. I'm a challenge grinder. So like, uh, like with the season, I. I to yeah. boost myself through the battle pass and that i and to get apex packs you do that through the battle pass and mm-hmm. um i complete challenges to get me there quicker so this new um event well, this was last season but this event started and it was like a treasures event and there was 24 legendary items that you could get through while that but only while that event was active um through packs and bearing in mind each pack contains three items right mm-hmm. and i was like grafting all the challenges as they came out and i'm like but i'm not getting any packs why am i not getting any packs so i had to research it because apparently there was a lot of confusion about why people weren't earning packs from the challenges um because there was like a point system in place each challenge equivalent to points so i'm thinking maybe you have to reach a certain amount before a pack um 
looked it up and it was like, no, you have to purchase the packs um, like with real money um, to, uh, to get the legendary items to buy 10 packs in that thing was costing somewhere, but I think it was around 50 pound wow. and up for wow. 10 packs. Of, and I'm like, really for all the hard work you think you've already yeah. done and then you realize you're not getting anywhere and basically the challenges were pointless because what they were actually doing was nothing they're giving you like yeah. basic like gray quality items and stuff for challenges off the points mm. you earned and i'm like and it just made me think like this is just and this isn't even the worst case of it like fifa is definitely the worst for ea like it is 100 percent like you hear it all the time fifa and madden yeah yeah it's <clears> awful <throat> but yeah that, that that's all i really have to say on that um ea sports they take the blame um <laughs> and they take your money <laughs> yeah um in the game but yeah so yeah I, I don't really have anything else to say about that okay so on to my last piece of news um so call of duty uh mm. black ops cold war i believe that's his full title um has recently released a trailer uh showing different scenes from history uh these scenes are quite pivotal moments um throughout the past probably about 100 years Mm. um and it included a scene from the tiananmen uh protests in 1989 in china and china banned the trailer uh and call of duty has since changed the trailer globally uh, and re-released it um without this it was probably only about a second a second and a half really wasn't very long um but he's he's completely removed it and and the video is is shorter for it um but yeah i just i just uh, i don't think you can one i like china's gonna do what china's gonna do and it's gonna ban the trailer but i don't think the rest of the world should be removing this the whole point of the trailer is to show pivotal moments exactly and that that is the the tagline know your history or be doomed to repeat it and then yeah. China's like, no, don't like it. They will not learn. They will not learn yeah. the past. And then you're just like, oh, all right, take it out. But- Which I think is awful. I think it's offensive to the people because um, for the listeners, a lot of people did die in these protests. Mm. And um, it was, I'm not going to say because of the Chinese government, <laughs> because I don't want this podcast <laughs> not, to get targeted. Yeah, we're not apologizing. <laughs> they were involved. And basically, they hand. <laughs> I think it's offensive for i mean like i said china's going to do what china's going to do it is its own sovereign state so it can do Mm -hmm. this type of stuff it shouldn't in my opinion but i have i have completely disagreed with cod's choice to uh hide it from the rest of the world like just an edit make an edit for china China. that doesn't have it exactly this is the thing but like this is kind of for me this comes under the whole um the world as a whole is a bit too soft nowadays about everyone's worried about offending someone everyone's always you know it doesn't matter what you say you're probably going to offend someone so why why should everything a lot of of the other uh shots and scenes in the trailer are Of, of similar things yeah it's just because it's china china and i don't get yeah. why i i know exactly why because <laughs> the Activision. fastest growing gaming population in the world yeah. yeah the money in china for games companies in the future is going to be insane so they just like, don't want to <laughs> so so literally you, it's happening all the time blizzard had loads of yep. cases i was gonna they say that and that's also knee. activision blizzard yeah. So it's Activision because they is, want is the China, about they the, want yeah. that China money. So they're bending over backwards for yeah. whatever China want. Yeah. Which I think is so wrong. Mm. Like, 
the 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 type of shots that are in there, there would there would definitely be people for it, like almost all the shots. Other countries, yeah, saying that's that's offensive like, to me. Know, offensive yeah, yeah. that that's you know that's not representative of our but, government or but whatever then, it is. But then the trailer doesn't. The the purpose of the trailer is pointless. If that was the case yeah. and everyone did exactly. that, then and, the trailer and wouldn't it exist. Was, the trailer wasn't. America is good. Yeah. Wasn't Russia no. is good? No. It was no. Look yeah, at all it, these countries and trailer. look at the dodgy things they've all done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, it, but, and, and yeah, like you say, it's the point was know your history. And the whole purpose of that was so people get a real feel for it. And, and what they've essentially done is gone, actually, don't worry about that part because that part <laughs> we don't want you to know about. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> know I, your I history, wanna... except that part. <laughs> just don't know about that. <laughs> but I yeah, just it's wrong. See the, the guy at Activision who, who had to deal with this, you know, after Blizzard um, had, had, had their whole controversy. That's for another time. But after that, now getting this and the guy that's like, who let this happen? <laughs> Why We're meant we to this? be on Chad's side. He's got to deal oh with God. all this marketing, re-editing the trailer, re-releasing it, probably sending apologies to China. Yeah, he's pulling his hair out. Like, Poor old yeah. have just yeah. made a great trailer. Yeah. And then the big wigs Activision are like, oh no, <laughs> We're no you, you, you took the creative license. <laughs> It's so oh, silly, but yeah, so we're all in agreement yeah. that it should Wrong. not be censored for the rest of the world and China's going to do what China's going to do. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, but that wasn't the only piece of news, Sakad. The, uh, the pricing uh, has actually been released for the, the editions of, of Call of Duty. Now, editions have always been like, oh, how much is each going to cost? But this year is very uh, ridiculous, in my opinion, purely... <laughs> I just I I I'm baffled. I, I was sitting here explaining this, so bear with me, because this this is just ridiculous pricing. Okay, so for the digital editions of the game, so this is no disc, all mm-hmm. on the the sure. consoles. Yeah, uh, it is sixty dollars for the standard mm-hmm. edition. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and that is on PS4 and Xbox One. So yeah. sixty dollars, you just get it on your Xbox and PS4, mm-hmm. um, and then you can pay seventy dollars for a cross-gen edition. So that is a edition that you'll be able to play on your PS4 and Xbox Boat and a PlayStation 5. And then, yeah. exactly. It's, PS5 like, it's an upgrade, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for $10. And then there is the $90 Ultimate Edition, which has loads of extras, obviously, and mm-hmm. it, um, it's cross-gen. So the, the Ultimate Edition, we're going to leave out from now. That was, that's $90 always. But yeah, so, so the main point is $60 for the standard, where you get to play it on just current gen, and $70 where you get to play it across current and next. Um, this is a upgrade that can only be done in the same uh, generation. Uh, sorry, um, family. So yeah. you couldn't go from Xbox One to PlayStation to 5. Yeah, so it has to be to stay on your brand. Exactly, which makes sense, and a lot of people would anyway, mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. they're you know they've got that pre-existing thing. So that's that's that, which I already think is ridiculous compared to all the other games that have said they're going to be free upgrades. They're going to yeah. just release on Xbox One free for yeah. Series X. Yeah, goes to Tsushima. Free on PS4. Uh, free upgrade from PS4 <laughs> to PS4. I was going to say, free on free PS4. On PS4. Everyone's, like, oh. <laughs> Everybody's going for it now. No, yeah. Free upgrade from PS4 to PS5. Yeah. So I already think these pricings are ridiculous for ten, like 10 extra dollars for mm-hmm. what really. Because um, if it was me... Well, the thing is, though, is you also would pay $70 for the Xbox One and P- uh, Xbox Series X and PS5. Yeah. So the cross-gen edition is literally just the next-gen edition. 
but you get to play it on the previous gen. You can just so play that's on the, the other one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the digital versions. Now the physical copies are even more stupid in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it got worse than this, but it did. So basically they're all the same pricing. So you get a disc of the game, obviously. Um, and they're all the same pricing. The standard edition will be sixty dollars uh, for a PS4 or Xbox One disc, but with a physical copy of a PS4 um, disc, you can play that on PS5. Okay, so you like paid a mind chart, yeah, yeah. You've paid sixty dollars for because I, I worked this out earlier and I went, who would ever do this? So you pay sixty dollars and you get a PS4 disc that you can put in your PS5. You can't do it with the Xbox One version don't really understand why they kind of were like no you just can't but thanks god um right so you do that and then you pay 70 dollars for the cross-gen edition which is essentially the xbox uh, series x disc but you can also play that on uh, xbox one so you yeah. get an xbox series x game but you can also play it on your xbox one now the ps5 one isn't a cross-gen edition it's just 70 dollars for the ps5 disc yeah which cannot go back to ps4 yeah so in my head who in their same mind <laughs> would pay 70 dollars for a ps5 edition when you can pay just buy 60 <laughs> get and the ps4 edition that you can play on ps4 and ps5 <laughs> with no there's no costs. logic into that is there? no and literally it doesn't make any sense and there's like i've, I've been going on like line and there's there's no like activision don't have any explanation this because i don't think they thought it through you would never buy it or <laughs> someone i said i think they're relying on people to go i've got a ps5 i'll buy the ps5 one yeah i'll just buy the ps5 edition because yeah. if it was me even if i didn't have a ps4 i would buy the ps4 edition because what happens is you plug it in and it gets you the digital version on PS5, and you need the disc because there was all, they answered their own question of uh, could I download the digital version on PS5 and then give the disc to someone else? Yeah. And they were like, no, of course you can't do that. I was like, I can't believe they've just answered their own question of can I like share this game? But um, yeah, so you do that, but then you could go off and play it on your PS4 again. Say say some, one of your friends wanted to play the game, and you were like, oh, I can lend it to you. Like, I'm not playing it at the minute, and he's got a PS4. You could just give him your cross-gen disc and it would work. And and that's what I just cannot understand is why they've got a PS5 edition if that's the case. And why the PS5 edition doesn't have a PS4 version, but the Xbox Series X one does for (laughs) Xbox One. Literally, I don't know what Activision are doing. I'm so confused. It sounds like Bradley's losing his mind. I am. I I don't know. Like, who? Who decided these prices? Chris is going to edit this, yeah, and turn it into like a murder board diagram. When you upload this to YouTube, have the, the artwork as the diagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just this will make sense when we get to bradley's news yeah. um and literally my last point like on the that i've wrote down is pc have got the best uh deal going because it's 60 dollars <laughs> and that's right. it and that's but it. pc pc's pc there's no yeah. you, you don't have to really justify a price hike can you on pc no. no exactly so we get the cheapest standard edition and yeah. we'll get the best like uh you know the best version of the game essentially depending on your hardware so yeah basically if you're going to get a ps5 just get it on uh, playstation you want to get a physical and yeah you want to get a physical edition from my understanding just get a ps4 version don't don't fall for their tricks because <laughs> that seems what it, like what it is is it just yeah. seems like tricks anyway 
I, That's probably all no me. one understood this. <laughs> And I just wanted a quick rant about how stupid the people at Activision with their pricing is compared to everyone else that just say free upgrades. Yeah. They couldn't just do that. They couldn't just have one year of, you know what, free upgrades. Like, how can $60? we make more money? Yeah. yeah. We'll so, convince people who don't think about it to get the PlayStation 5 edition. <laughs> anyway, Chris, please move. take the loose. Yeah, please. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll move away, Bradley. We'll, we'll <laughs> so change angry. Something. I've just looked at Chris's news pieces and of course it's in there. I'll tell you. There's I mean, two in there. I've got to be honest. I, you know, I, I start feeling bad because I, I seem to always leave the news with like a sour note. <laughs> so I'll give you that little <laughs> my intro. But the, the first piece we want to talk about is we've got more Halo news. Ah, there it is. Because <laughs> of course we're going to talk about Halo, right? <laughs> um, so basically, um, Free for Free Industries has brought in a guy called Joseph Stratton. And Joseph Stratton was an ex-campaign uh, lead on Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo ODST, and Halo Reach. Mm-hmm. So right. all the Bungie games, right? Yeah. Um, and this comes after we've heard the, you know, Halo's being delayed. Um, and because it's been delayed, they've brought this guy in to become the new project lead for mm-hmm. Halo Infinite Story. Right. Um, which does not sound good at all. Um, mm-hmm. th- th- this, you know, there was the theories that there was going to be a lot more going on than just a simple delay. But to bring someone in and remove the old project lead and bring in a guy you know this must there must be some big changes going on yeah like you don't bring in a new project lead for a simple delay right no mm-hmm. you don't go straight now. um but you know he's got a great track record um and you know a lot of the fan base thinks the bungee era is is the greatest era mm. um i think from a, a storytelling perspective you could argue that i think yeah. uh, mechanically the games have got better under 343 but definitely yeah. the story was peak back then back with Bungie so if anything if there are problems with the story this man's your man to to try and set it straight in my eyes mm. agreed no, um, agree. but yeah that's that's pretty much that just they've brought him in and I wanted, interesting yeah I wanted to mention it. I mean what do you guys sort of think about all that Bradley <laughs> pass it on to me um no I, I don't know I, I think it obviously it, it sounds like a good thing to me like Obviously, we want a really good story from Halo Infinite. Like, we mm. don't want just... I don't know. I, I do feel like 343 has kind of... Its story doesn't captivate me like... Like the, like the Bungie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have that same feel to it. it um, yeah, it, it feels like a smart move, um, just like you say, because if there's anyone who's going to help out with the story and making sure that this is a you know a great story game then he's probably your guy so um it definitely yeah. seems like you know the right choice um interesting but obviously we'll see mm. yeah no i mean you just say it's just it it definitely gives credence to the rumors that there that this delay is more a, sh- a shake-up of the game than um just a simple delay which but, is fine if yeah, if that's I mean, the direction they feel it needs to go then that's always good, but I am worried that you know they took Craig the Brute to two to heart and want <laughs> to shake it up, want to shake it up stay. too much. He better maybe they are maybe they actually they brought it, him in and said we need to work this boy into, into the story, the whole story, like from start to end. We need Craig the Brute, so maybe that's what he's there for. We can only hope. <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll pray uh, before we go to sleep to our Lord and Saviour <laughs> Craig. Um, but the, the next bit of gaming news I wanted to discuss was actually we got a Dragon Age teaser. Uh, it was a behind-the-scenes trailer. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that struck me as weird was it starts off with Casey Hudson, who, uh, if anyone doesn't know, he was the creative lead um, on the Mass Effect trilogy. So I, I right. really like Casey Hudson. But he started off going, um, this trailer, blah, 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 we're just in pre-production on Dragon Age. And I was like, right. hang on a minute. How many years has it been <laughs> like, since Inquisition and since Anthem? And I'm kind of like, I'm so confused. I was like, don't you have like free Bioware studios? Like, how are you <laughs> only in pre-production for Dragon Age 4 at this point? Like, and it was uh, weird. Yeah, it, it was so bizarre. I just, when he said that, I was like, cool. And I'm really liking what I'm seeing. But yeah, pre-production. that's exactly what I was thinking <laughs> when I was watching it. It was just weird to think because they announced it a long time ago didn't they they, yeah. they confirmed that they were working on it so it was a moment of like what yeah i mean what's been going on this sort of lends a bit of um precedence to the rumors that were going around as well because um right at the time after anthem came out one of the lead designers at bioware said oh i'm leaked it came out said oh i'm so this was a rumor uh, I'm so scared for the future of Dragon Age because it's just Dragon Age. It's Anthem with dragons. Those were his words. I, d- Anthem I doubt that. But... With dragons. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> like well, as in the gameplay of Anthem with no, dragons. But that, I, that I, look... I, I think he <laughs> means like more like four-player co-op, open yeah. world. Like no, yeah. Remove, yeah. you know, stripped away RPG elements. Like trying to go for this big cell um, cooperative yeah. world game, right? Um, which I think, you know, you could do that as a spin-off game and that'd be fine. But yeah. if there's any truth to that rumour, it looks like if they're back in pre-production, they realise the backlash, they realise Anthem didn't go so well and they've mm. gone, oh, no, not do that. Make a true Inquisition sequel. Yeah, and they kind of talk about that in the uh, the behind the scenes that they want mm. squad mates and characters to be just as... Um, impactful and emotional and uh, like these attachments to be built uh, yeah. between you and them so yeah so clearly they have stepped very far away from that um if if they were doing that at any point mm. and, which is great um and th- that could be a point is that because obviously there were rumors about of that 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 could be why they were specifically saying that to make sure you know hey, look, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> which which is good like that's what i'd want i mean four player co-op sounds it sounds okay but that that's not what i think of when i think of mass effect and dragon age i don't think of no. like it doesn't i think of the story and the characters and stuff and bringing in carp would just hinder that in my opinion because yeah. you wouldn't be as immersed you, you should be, just be they, having fun with your mates yeah they should be doubling down on the rpg and yeah. less worrying about building a world where online players can interact because mm-hmm. that's just not the selling point of of dragon age right yeah and if you did do that, I think the risk of backlash is bigger than the chance of pulling in new players. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, all the last thing I'll say on it is I don't know if you noticed at the end of the trailer, you saw the what I presume is the main character in Warden Armor. And right. my God, it looked just like the cinematic trailer for Dragon Age Origins. 
Like, I didn't see that. Which is my favourite. must have it, clicked away. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> like too it, early. It, it, it's either at the end or it's at some point in it, but you literally see him and he's like, he's standing there um, looking up at something and he's in the warden armour and it's more spiky than the one in the cinematic trailer, but it's so similar. You can see they've taken inspiration and I can remember which, looking yeah. at that armour and thinking, that's so cool. And the worst thing is, that armour's not even in Dragon Age Origins. The one that was in the cinematic trailer. Seriously? Yeah. You can you could get <laughs> That's you could, so weird. You could get all of it apart from the helmet in the DLC, in one of the DLCs. But even then the coloration yeah. wasn't quite right and some of the details were different. That's always such a weird thing when stuff like that uh, happens. Mm. I, don't, I but, never understand that. But, but that for me I saw that and I was like, Oh my god, it looks just like the armor. Mm. So I really like the the like pre-production gameplay we were seeing. I thought yeah, yeah, the motor. it looks really different um, from like what we're used to. Uh, and obviously it was like shield up, like, you know, and he was it taking these magic blows and it was, it, it looked really good. Yeah. Um, it, it looked like, like really a impactful. lot more refined Inquisition. Mm-hmm. Which, like Inquisition uh, with more weight type thing. Yeah, exactly. Like more realistic and mm. more feely. But yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but obviously it is a long way off. So wouldn't say yeah. I'm too excited I yet. Mean, we're both uh, mildly optimistic. I don't know. I think Jack's got zero interest. <laughs> Jack's just zoned off in the corner. Like, like, yeah. hey, Dragon Age? No. Can I complete it in a few hours? Oh, just, yeah. I was just no, like... it has to be 140 hours. <laughs> and that's just the main story. I just, yeah, I, I was, yeah, it's not, not a bit of me, but you know, I'm glad you two are excited about it. I'm happy <laughs> as I said before. But yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll move away from this because, you know, I talk about this forever. But um, <laughs> I'll, moving on to um, Avengers. We've got mm. a, a little bit of more news. And obviously, for a lot of people who pre-ordered, they've already got their hands on this bad boy. As of today. Um, despite the fact that there was a giant day one patch, patch yeah. trying to yeah. fix everything because there were, you know, Camilla Khan's hair not loading into cutscenes, environments falling apart. Like, I, I've been watching <laughs> it all today and I was like, oh my God, this game is so not ready. But I know, it, mm. I know it's a couple of days early for pre-release, but yeah. the polish should be a lot better than this at this stage. Yeah, like, but not, yeah, I was going to say not a lot will change in a couple of days, especially if they'd already started their day one patch. Yeah. So, but um, the sort of thing we're talking about today is we got um, that these things called hero challenge cards been revealed to us, and right. they're kind of like mini battle passes. So, it the the monetization in this game is 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 is, is pretty here. crazy, um, and we we sort of spoke about this before, um, and, and basically the way they've sort of been explaining this is. The challenge cards for the first six heroes in the game, um, the base heroes, are free. So that's just something you get. And mm-hmm. you unlock skins and uh, all different cosmetics. And um, I think a few, they mentioned a few abilities, but that's on the newer heroes. Right. And all the post-launch content, so all the heroes that come out after this game, are being added to the game for free. Cool. But you will not get the um, the uh, challenge cards. So any new heroes that are added, you get that completely for free, but you have to get, you have to pay for the challenge cards. That's all right though. That's... Yeah, so, so it's, it's a yin and yang. Um, and yeah. one aspect they've sort of talked about was 
um, if you, and I, I've already had a look at stuff, they've said these challenge cards, they go up 40 tiers, like a battle pass. Right. But apparently they are grindy as like all hell. Like right. it takes forever to get. But what they've said is if you manage to get to um, tier 40, you will mm-hmm. get, um, say you, you, you bought, so it's a, so a battle part, obviously you, the base ones are free. And if you complete it, they've talked about how you'll get credits for completing it that you can then use to buy the new um, hero challenge cards, if that makes any sense. So if you complete all of Hulk's challenges, you'll get a load of credits that you can then use to buy Hawkeye's when Hawkeye's added, right? Right. So yeah. if, you, if you grind through all the challenge cards, you'll at least get six free new challenge cards, right? But what they're banking on is you not spending hundreds of hours playing on each <laughs> character of and course. just buying them. So they are a thousand credits each, and that's roughly about ten pounds. Because the packs are apparently five hundred credits. So you're paying about five five dollars, which is probably like four pounds something. Mm-hmm. Um four five hundred. So so it's around, you know, uh ten ten sort of pounds to get these challenge cards if you spend real world money, right? Yeah. Um, and, and like I say, I think they're trying to, to be decent with letting, and that, and letting you earn just, yeah. credits in the game. Mm-hmm. So, so there is a way to earn them. It's just, mm-hmm. it's insanely hard, right? Yeah. And for convenience sake, so many people just are just going to buy it, yeah, right? Because you just want to get to it, yeah. Um, and, you know, now with this reveal... There's two different in-game currencies in this game. Right. There's, That's never uh, a good thing. There's, um, so what are they called? So one is um, units. So units is for the challenge cards. And then credits is for the in-game skins. Right. And I, I don't mind the in-game skins. If, if these are skins that have been made after the development phase, that they've, you know... And then they're like, hey, give us some money and it's a cool skin. Like, I'm fine with that, whatever. But it's just the fact that there's so much that you can spend real world money yeah. in this game that you've already mm. spent 60, 60 yeah. quid on. Like, <laughs> is, it, is it me or is this just a bit mental? I, d- I do think I, I can see both sides of it. Obviously, I see what you're saying about, you know, they've tried to be fair with everything and, you know, they're, they're not overly pri- like making the prices ridiculous and stuff like some companies but at the same time i do think they're kind of going a bit overboard like it's like like you say you've paid for the game you've you're you're paying for you know you might go and go oh, actually that skin's really cool i'll just pay for that but then where do you stop like it's like oh and also you can pay for the challenges if you don't want to do this or you can pay for the battle card or where it's called challenge card or oh, and also you can pay for this and you can pay for that it's like any chance for more money coming in is just them like all over, isn't it? Yeah. This game's just a massive money pit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> mm. And it doesn't have to be because you no. don't have no, to I know touch these optional yeah, skins yeah. and you can grind for hours. But let's be realistic. Most players How are. many people are going to go, oh, I'll do another 20 tiers of Hulk. Oh, Black Panther's just been added. Oh, uh, I don't really want to do another 20 tiers. I'll I want to play Black Panther I'll now. Here's 10 quid. Yeah. You know, yeah. like because in the grand scheme of things, ten pound doesn't sound like a lot. So you just go, oh, here's ten, then ten, ten pound. But if they keep doing that, <laughs> they're soon going to rack up an amount. But, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like I say, I, I've I've got no problems. I think this looks like a really fun game. I just think 
and I, I, I understand the monetations there because they've said, hey, all the heroes we're adding post-launch are free. Uh, f- amazing. Like, that's all free content you're going to get no matter what. But mm-hmm. is the price a bit steep? And for me, it seems like it, it just feels a bit scummy, in my <laughs> opinion. Yeah. But, you know, uh, if, if, if you're going to you going in for that, like, you know, yeah, it's just a tough one. I'm, I'm of two minds a bit, but I just can't help escaping feeling like they're trying to milk people because it's the Avengers license. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to move away from that because that's all I really had. You guys got any closing thoughts no, on that? No, I don't really have any closing thoughts on that, but I... I, I don't have I haven't purchased the game yet, but I probably will because um, I am quite excited for it. Um, I don't think I'll hopefully not be suckered into buying everything that comes out for it. But so when Jack comes back, when oh, yeah, I spent hundred twenty uh... quid. <laughs> yeah, and, no, no, but I do want to I do want to get it, um, and I will probably if I do get it, I will definitely talk about it. But um, but yeah, it's you know I'm in two minds as well. I can see both sides of it. But yeah, that's all I've got for it. Hmm. Okay, well, let's uh, move away from the news and head straight into our reviews for this week then. So this week, uh, I'm trying to transform the pod. I, I tried to turn it into a Halo <laughs> podcast and that didn't work. They didn't let me. So I'm trying to take it down a different route now and take it to a Dragon Ball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this week, I'm, I'm actually talking about um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Uh, for those who don't know, Kakarot is Goku, the main character's uh, Saiyan name. It's the name he was um, born with on his home planet. Um, and basically what the game is, is which was really fun for me, it's a retelling of the events of Dragon Ball Z in a video game. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's really fun for me because obviously I literally just watched that series. So mm-hmm. I saw it on sale and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Like, I'd love to experience it again and see it through another lens. And, um, you know, I'm of two minds of it because I really enjoyed my time with it. But I kind of feel like if you're not a Dragon Ball fan, I don't know if it would have the same effect. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, because it is like, it, I'm, it's weird because it's very... Um, sort of i think it's a great entry for someone into the franchise because it sums up all the points of dragon ball z really clearly Mm -hmm. really well um but it also misses a lot of the character moments a lot of the great stuff that makes dragon ball z special is cut Mm -hmm. like my my favorite character is um future trunks from the future timeline and this game absolutely butchers his storyline Aww. Like pretty much everything cool that he does is cut out. Yeah. Like there's the bit where he fights his dad in the series and it's like such a, cause he's, uh, you know, been terrified of his father and, um, and cause he never met him cause in the future timeline he's dead. And there's this bit where he refuses to allow his dad to do something stupid and actually goes to blows with him and stands up to him. And it's this really great, character moment and he's kicking his ass and you're like oh yeah go like it's a really satisfying moment and it's just <laughs> not in the game <laughs> they just completely and literally i was watching it as i was playing and i was just like oh 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 okay <laughs> where was it and and there's a lot of <laughs> moments like that where i was expecting something to happen and then it just never happens yeah or like something that i thought would be brilliant for gameplay 
like in the second arc, they go to another, they go to another planet and there's this whole like spin-off story where they visit a few planets before they get to their destination and all that's just cut. Hmm. Like I was like, oh, that would have made quite a fun little like, yeah, definitely, um, a- a- adventure sort of style. So I think why it sums up the main points of the storyline really well, it falls a bit flat. Where I think this is a really good thing for a-, a person to experience the series for the first time, but it won't have the same impact if that watching yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball Z would have right. because of all those cut moments. Yeah, sure. It's like, you know, you're, you love the Avatar series, Bradley. Mm-hmm. It's like cutting all the filler and character moment episodes and just yeah. having the action. Oh, which, that's garbage. Yeah, which, <laughs> which, I mean, it's still good because there's great action no, sequences. No. <laughs> um, uh, and, but yeah, I mean, I loved it. And I'll, I'll quickly sort of touch on, it's an RPG. So mm-hmm. oh. it's an open world um, and there's story missions and stuff, but in between story missions, you just can go wherever. There's a world map. You fly around like Superman. You can go fishing. You can go hunting. You can collect food. You can make meals. Like it's they've gone into crazy level of depth. Yeah. In this world mm-hmm, sure. that I was just not expecting because <laughs> when I bought this in the cell, I thought this was going to be like a beat 'em up. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, well, yeah. that's what Justice. I would have assumed. If and I, then I was know. like, "Hang on, this is an RPG," mm. <laughs> and you you run around, and there's two aspects to the game. One is like the exploration mode, so you fly all around like Superman, and you can collect stuff, do stuff, and then it's almost like Pokemon esque in that there's these enemies in the environments, and if you fly into them, it then loads you into like the battle interface. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the battle interface is. I was surprised how good it is. Right. So as a Dragon Ball fan, because Dragon Ball combat's really hard to get, right? Because there's flying, there's moving around, there's energy projectiles coming out of their hands and they're shooting beams of... No, it's like Superman on steroids. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And the way they did it is so good because you can control where you're flying up and down. You have different, um, you know, abilities done to the D-pad. So, uh, and they're all stuff from the show and you level these abilities up and you invest points and, you know, you can fly, you can dodge, you can attack, you can do combos. Like, it's so, like, um, just rewarding to mm. get good at. Yeah. And it's one of these things that you will fight an enemy and he'll dominate you for like five minutes. Yeah. Just because you get unlucky and yeah, he just yeah, keeps yeah. comboing. But then you will like be punching, 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 kicking. You'll dodge out of the way. Then you'll teleport down to the side and like shoot a beam like directly up at him. Mm. And you just feel like an absolute like God. Yeah. Like even <laughs> my, my brother was watching it and um, I was punching this boss and I was beating him like massively. And then he went to swipe me with like an unblockable and I dodged down to the sides and then shot a beam, a, a Kamehameha, which is like this big explosion up at him. And he just went flying. And even my brother looked at me and went, oh, that was cool. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. It's like, I feel satisfied. But yeah, it's just, I think it's a game that um, if you're not a Dragon Ball Z fan, get it on a sale. You'll have a really fun time. The combat's really fun. If you like RPGs, it is really fun. Um, but if you're a Dragon Ball fan, I think this is a must buy. I think because mm-hmm. you know all the aspects of the story where it doesn't fall flat for you, where um, where you'll be a bit like, oh, a bit disappointed they didn't include that. But 
you'll still have the context for that to still be impactful. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Cause you're, you're already attached to these characters. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I was really surprised by a game that I expected nothing from to actually be this light RPG with really fun gameplay. Hmm. Like it just, uh, it really surprised me. And like I say, um, if it's on the sale, pick it up. And if you're a Dragon Ball fan, definitely pick it up. Hmm. But that's my uh, short and sweet review for <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Hmm. Cool. Nice. Right. Well, well go on, yes, sir. No, oh, go on, Bradley. <laughs> well, I was going to say it is actually time for, for my review. Um, and this week, uh, well, it was actually last week, I think, uh, I played through a recent release called Mortal Shell. Um, and let me just say outright, this is Souls-like in its uh in its formula like it is through and through a souls-like game and if you don't know what that means it is uh basically a sub-genre of games it, I, I believe they come under rpg if anything um Remember and we discussed follows... how that tricked me what the we, oh yeah the, exactly yeah it, as as chris was tricked because it is not quite um an rpg which is why it's a sub-genre of of games um they're basically just really challenging um, time-based RPG, like um, input-based RPGs. So just really combat-heavy um, RPGs where the the kind of exploration and um, and world-building is is done, I guess, through you rather than um, through hand-holding and kind of storytelling. Um, so anyway, so th- this game, Mortal Shell, was made by a, a small developer, like a really small developer. I think now they only have like 15 people. But it started off as four people um, called Cold Symmetry. And uh, these people, uh, it started out as these four people um, that are all veterans of, of AAA games, um, like come from different backgrounds, um, which already, were, like when I first saw this game, I was already interested um, by how it looked and uh, knowing that these AAA developers were coming together, like from different backgrounds, is is like such a cool idea in my head to to kind of have these different um, ideas for just like a really small team that are going to produce essentially a AAA game as a, from an indie company because it's new. So it was a really weird, like, cool little thing that mm. I, I was just, which I just felt like I needed to mention because I was, yeah, no, um, that's awesome, quite impressed just how they they'd also done it as a distributed development, so they developed um remotely so i said this is the perfect company for lockdown because <laughs> they were already They're prepared yeah they were already doing that so it, it was just like a really cool thing that the team is so small um for the game but yeah so it is it is heavily uh, dark souls and and that genre inspired it is through and through a, a souls like game and um there there are so many games out there now that um obviously it needs to stand out and um yeah, no, I, I mean, I played through this game and it does, it does completely stand out for me. And um, I've tried a lot of Souls-likes and I wouldn't really mention many, obviously the Souls-like, uh, the Souls games and the From Software games that they've developed mm. um, are obviously good Souls-like. But apart from that, I haven't really played a Souls-like game that I've, I've thought, wow. Um, but this game I did, I, I played through the entirety of it in, in a, uh, over a weekend. Wow. And um, like, it it adds You've to the formula. Make me feel well, no, no, because the thing is, is uh, which I'll get onto later, it's not actually that big. Um, but I'll talk about that in a minute. First, I just want to say that 
it adds um, to this whole Souls-like idea in some really cool ways. So um, in, instead of uh, the whole RPG idea of you build a class, like you pick a start and then you can build a class, like, oh, I'm going to be, a, you know, I'm going to have a magic build, I'm going to be a mage, or I'm going to be a warrior and like uh, loads of health and heavy armor and type, that type of thing. Instead of doing that, you have um, shells. And shells are essentially people in the world um, that have died. Okay. And exactly, which is like a really weird concept that I think has actually just made this game stand out so much for me. Um, so there's four shells in the game um, and each has a different build um, than the other. Like some are slightly similar to each other because obviously there's only so much you can do, but they will all have very different abilities that you can then upgrade. Um, also, they look very different, which... It's always it's cool. appreciated. Just, just like four very different um, classes, essentially, which they're called shells. So you basically play as this. Um, I can't even. Basically, you look like a little white, or not a little, but just a white alien <laughs> human with no skin. Um, okay. <laughs> that's literally. I, I have no idea how to describe it. I tried to. I looked no up. Skin. Like what? I literally. I was like, "What do you play as in this game?" Like I googled it so many times, and I couldn't find anything. You just play as like a shellless thing. Which is essentially like the fact that I can't describe it adds to yeah why unique, I like it. You literally play as no one. This play as a blank thing. Blank state, um, yeah. Yeah, and you go and find these people, and um, this is what I mean by like the kind of the the souls like idea of you kind of build the world is when you find these shells. So you find um, you don't have to take a shell uh, just for reference, but the the thing you start off as with no shell is like basically a one hit kill all the time. <laughs> so you can play and people do people do it for like speed runs oh, and stuff like that. you can play as that um, but terrible people you find there. you find your first shell like in a very obvious spot and you, you know like it, it basically gives it to you um, and this first shell is I mean he has a name he's called Harros and you you get um dialogue when you when you inhabit him and and then you find you find out his name um from like basically the the fire link um person it was doesn't matter you find out his name basically from where you upgrade Mm. um and then every time you upgrade an ability or or unlock an ability sorry you you get a piece of dialogue and a piece of lore about this person which i thought was such a cool little idea rewarded you from yeah the, the fact that you start off yeah it's the fact that you start off without even knowing this thing's name of what you've inhabited mm. and i really like that idea of just taking it for yourself and then being like why well, I, I need to find its name and i need to find its story and um and the more you unlock its story the more powerful you get because you understand it better and how to use it so it's just a really cool idea concept um, mm-hmm. of so basically like you could have um so Harris has he's because he's the first one you find he's not bad in any way but he's very basic he has average stamina average health um he doesn't excel too much at anything um and that's kind of the point because he's your first shell and then you get like someone who's like got massive stamina but a tiny bit of health and obviously he would excel at like um very like dodging and Mm. and lots of attacks very agile character exactly and you could it's that kind of roguelike character um so so it was really cool the way each shell feels very very different and you kind of want to 
like I, you want to go find all the shells instantly and, and like it's really worth it and then you find out what they can do and some of them have really cool unique upgrades but yeah so the whole shell thing is already like a great idea and i was really sold on that but then they um also you can switch shells by the way whenever you want um the the only thing that doesn't carry over is because each one has uh individual upgrades obviously so that wouldn't carry over you'd have to re-earn the upgrades like oh, yeah because obviously they don't possess that upgrade does that make sense yeah so yeah, yeah. i couldn't sense. upgrade ones like um you know what one like because they have cool little builds like one um instead of uh getting damaged by poison he heals on poison and that's oh, wow. actually the one with a really tiny really health cool, bar so because that. he has such a tiny health bar he has this unique little heal mechanic so mm-hmm. obviously that wouldn't uh, translate to another cast because he doesn't have or shell because he doesn't they have, don't that, have that yeah. yeah yeah so you'd have to redo that but you can change when um from the like hub uh whenever like you just go up to their their corpses essentially they're just lying <laughs> in the tomb and you just you just inhabit them which is really cool um, <laughs> i'm going so, to wear you now <laughs> exactly which is something that like i really like because i've Very always <laughs> yeah but in souls like games i've always been like oh, i have to pick a build and then i just stick to that i've got like you know a hundred levels and i've upgraded my strength and i'm like i really want to try magic obviously there isn't any magic but i really like that idea of not being stuck allows you to to see a situation and tailor your play style to that place yeah definitely i know uh, a lot of players um would do that i mean obviously like people like me just pick a shell and are like yeah that's the one for me (laughs) (laughs) just go through the game you know um yeah, or I mean, I obviously picked the like really agile, like max stamina, tiny health, just because like why not? It's just it's just fun. Um, he also has a really cool thing because he has a, a unique dodge animation where he kind of goes into the shadows instead oh, wow. of just dodging. Yeah, because he's meant to be agile, so he has a unique dodge, um, which makes him like have more iframes. So he he's like really, they're just but they've all got little things that you're just like wow I, I really like that person. Like I said, they all have names, and you kind of get attached to them as people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's really cool. Um, and the, so the combat is the other thing that they've really like stepped up and said, you know what, we're going to make it our own. So it does follow that kind of, you lock on, um, you kind of like, you know, you dodge, uh, you wait for your perfect moment to strike. But the thing they've added, which I love is the ability to harden to stone. You can, instead of having a shield, there is no shields in the game, but you can, uh, at any moment if the cooldown is off you can in- harden your entire body to stone and on your first playthrough that will block uh, any damage coming in uh, for one hit essentially and it, really it's cool. so good because it will freeze you to stone no matter where your animation is so no, okay. you can do really like cool tactics combos of, and stuff. Yeah, yeah of like attack delaying and so like what i would do a lot of uh, uh, in the early game is not, not knowing what the enemy's going to do to me because obviously i've just started um i'd let them run at me i'd prepare a heavy attack like a thrust and then i'd just harden stone and then when they hit me they re- like they bounce off because obviously they've just slapped a rock and it yeah. like, has made them like recall and then i let go of uh, obviously the stone then breaks and i unleash my heavy so it's like a really cool little mechanic of mm. attack delaying and um when to like when to strike it's it's great for Makes like really that last strategic. second so you could turn a corner and you just see out the corner of your eye someone's about to jump on you just harden to stone and it, it's just really really strategic and nice mm. and i do i love love the attack delaying and the kind of fun you can have with that um but yeah so that is such a unique mechanic that i i absolutely adored it and i used it like 
throughout the whole game. Um, obviously, it's meant to be used, but you can obviously play with, um, if, you know, if you just prefer dodging, you can mm. just do that. It's not, you know, a requirement. But it also just looks really cool because obviously you get, you know, stuck in these little statue <laughs> moments <laughs> that you can just like, nice. And you can hold it infinitely um, until that one hit comes in or you let go. Yeah. So, okay. but it does have quite a bit of a cooldown. Not like, it's probably about seven seconds obviously in a fight that feels like it turned yeah, into yeah um so yeah so these really these are really cool um ideas and um the other cool little thing is when you your health bar gets depleted because you're in a shell you actually get slept uh, slapped out of the shell okay so you become that white weird alien thing again your shell, <laughs> your shell hardens to stone to protect itself and yeah. the enemies will start attacking you because you're out your shell and they're just like going for the And kill. you're vulnerable, yeah. Yeah, and so you get to do that once per life, but there are some upgrades around that, but it's normally once per life, um, you'll get to get slapped out your shell if you die, technically, and you can run around like, and uh, you can click on your shell and go back in and you'll get like a full health restore. So it's a way of like uh, giving you a second chance. Like a last breath thing. like a Yeah, so yeah, obviously yeah. it's like you're one hit away from dying try and get back to your shell is essentially what their like kind of idea around it is which again i really loved sometimes yeah, it yeah. was a bit finicky because you you know what it's like in games and you're clicking on something and it's just yeah. not working you're like no please don't do me like this <laughs> and, and you're, you're stressing. like yeah but i mean overall it is a really cool idea of the whole like i mean because i don't know if you um i've seen sekiro uh shadows die twice that has a res mechanic but you just resurrect so it's a cool yeah. spin on that idea of of giving you a second chance rather than just being a completely yeah. punishing game yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but it's also like the second chance in itself is almost like a mini game mm. yeah exactly because i mean you can just fight out because like i said the the guy can fight the like weird alien thing and it, he is just as capable he has a big stamina bar um just tiny health so you could just finish the fight as him and then get back to your shell yeah. or just leave your shell permanently like i said you don't have to have the chill <laughs> runner no but um uh yeah so that these are really cool there is only, there's only four weapons which sounds like a bad thing but it actually ends up being a really good thing for for the type of game it is yeah. um because each each of the four weapons has uh two unique upgrades so that you get these like a bit like ultimates you can kind of mm. do you, you charge style. up like a bar yeah a little bit you charge up a bar and you kind of do this like you get iframes and you do this like special thing um but these four weapons so there's like a, a two-handed longsword uh, a, a one-handed hammer and a, like a chisel you hold in the other hand which is kind of cool like i've never seen mm. that before um a a massive like mace like a a staff mace yeah, it's like yeah. really long though um and a big old like sword like a really really long sword and a um, mace style sword yeah pretty much um, <laughs> but yeah the, the the four weapons i wanted to bring up because i really liked how you get them so you actually start off with the uh the two-handed sword um, which is good. Like all of the weapons are viable. I use the two-handed sword just because I like, you know, it looked amazing. I love the design on it and stuff like that. But each time you find a weapon in the world, um, you actually go into this, to the world you start in, this kind of like weird misty world and you fight a boss who uses that weapon and his name, okay. I wanted to bring up his name because I just like the developers. He, they named him Haydern. Which, if you read it, actually says Harden. <laughs> because oh. he can also turn to stone. 
So they named him Harden as well. So I was like, wow. Um, but it, anyway, it, it's quite cool that I like this idea of earning your weapon. You have yeah. to beat him with the weapon. Like he uses that weapon. You have to beat him and get the and weapon. Take it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and there's only four. And like I said, they do feel very unique. And like those four weapons were more than enough for me because I'm very basic. But I'm sure if you were into <laughs> like magic and archery and stuff, you'd be a bit disappointed. Yeah. But I don't think the game really caters to that kind of play style with the whole like hardened mechanics and stuff like that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. overall, the like the areas are dense, they're beautiful and they're confusing. The game is like really fleshed out, like the world for such uh, for the way it is. And the game, like I said earlier, isn't actually that long compared to another Souls like. Right. So I think I finished it in around ten or. 12 hours and i did like a, like i basically explored the whole thing um which doesn't like part of me is like that still is quite a lot um but it's because of the souls like genre being quite a it's expected a to be game, quite a big it, yeah. yeah lengthy like 30 hour plus but i think that what they've done here they've is they've made a really great self-contained package for people that want to try out souls like Mm. um being there's only four weapons you don't have to worry about builds you just get a shell you just pick up a weapon and then you can just explore and have fun and Mm. it doesn't have to be a 30 40 hour sink you can do it in you know if you rush through it you probably i i I know you can do it in half an hour (laughs) i've seen speed speed runs of it but obviously if you were you probably do it in like eight hours if you were just kind of like going through it through the story yeah um, but yeah, so I think it's like small enough to um, to produce like some amazing gameplay um, with awesome ideas, but large enough to not feel cheated. It also is only priced at twenty five pound. Oh wow! Yeah, felt, I, I saw that. Um, they I, felt that because of the genre, and obviously, like I said, they feel that the length. because it's not the same length as. But then you consider like uh, you know uh, a story driven game not is not always expected to be like yeah i mean hours plus i know um, i've heard that marvel's avengers is only six hours long the story yeah well that's what i mean so we we don't and then 60 so it's weird that genres can kind of define the the price so i actually i got it on the epic store and i actually got uh 10 pound off for some reason i still had a voucher from somewhere so i only paid 15 pound for it and my god it was well worth the money and i will go back because these types of games have great like new game plus mm. modes so, yeah like, oh, i love new game plus exactly and, and souls like is the best for new game plus because you can continue building on your character and you can with this i'm going to go through like all the shells and try all the different play styles and i'm going to upgrade all the weapons and um it, it's just like i mean they even lock you out so you can only get to plus five weapons in the first playthrough and then new game plus you're allowed plus 10 so okay. they even they even expect you to want to, to do again. a second yeah. new yeah. game yeah. plus um, which probably helps because it's not so long because then it yeah, exactly, will encourage more people to replay. Yeah, yeah definitely. And the, the last thing I wanted to say that I thought was a really f- cool thing is it, because it's realistic is that when you find items in the world, you don't know what they do. You just pick <laughs> them up and it tells you you've picked up something and then you go into your inventory and you can see it and you have to use it for you to to know what it does which makes so much sense because you, so pick you, you could pick up like poison and then yeah exactly <laughs> that is literally one of the things you could pick up they're called um i can't remember what they're called but they're these poison mushrooms and you pick them up and you can eat them and then you get poisoned and you're like well great i'm poisoned now thanks <laughs> and but the point is, is you then have familiarity with things so not only does it tell you then what it does after the first use, you then build up a familiarity. Um, some items you only have to use like once or twice to get 
like full familiarity some you have to do up to 10 times um and with these poison mushrooms if you build uh, to that full familiarity it then makes you immune to poison when you take them because right. you've built up that familiarity of i know what this does it poisons me i'm now immune to poison when i take it because i've built up a, a resistance immunity, to it, a yeah. sustain. Yeah. that's so cool and, exactly and and i love that i mean like you pick up an item and you're just like do i want to try it now and you're like no probably not <laughs> i should probably wait till i'm safe um, <laughs> just and before i really boss. loved exactly and i really loved the kind of familiarity with it and like um so that even little things so like the main hills in the game you get from these mushrooms and if you get max familiarity with them um they'll actually heal you quicker so it's little things like that you're like Oh, okay. So because I've used it more, I know how to get its true get more out of effectiveness. It, yeah. yeah. So I just thought it was a really cool little like um, idea of having each item just completely unknown to you until you try it. Because it makes sense a lot of the time, especially with things like mushrooms. You're, you can't just pick up a mushroom and be like, I know what that does. That makes complete sense. <laughs> so it was just like one of those cool things. I would, I would recommend it to anyone who's trying to get into Souls like and mm. wants something small and contained. That is literally where I think it stands out the most. It's such a unique little um, spin on the Souls-like genre. Don't get me wrong. If someone told me From Software developed it, I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Well, that's, <laughs> like, that's high praise, though. It, no, but that's what I mean. Like, it's so Souls-like that it blends in flawlessly, and it doesn't, it doesn't stand out as a bad Souls-like. But it, it still has its own way. elements exactly. that make it unique. With the whole shells and the whole hard mechanic. It just, and, and that, and the familiarity. with the, and You just feel like you're getting to know the world. Uh, around you so yeah i would definitely 100 recommend it to anyone wanting to try but unsure about the investment and in kind of souls like especially because there's um a class called eridrim and he has like a massive amount of health <laughs> a tiny stamina and he's like i definitely like, play oh. as him but like this so for example Eridrim's easy mode and i'm just like let people play what they want to play <laughs> like, it doesn't matter <laughs> Yeah. So, so for me, like, obviously, you know, I'm not into them games at all. But to be honest, I when you said you wanted to review this last week originally, um, I um, I looked it up on the store um, and I watched yeah. like the little trailer for it. And even I was kind of enticed with it. And for me to say that, I was a bit like half tempted to give it a go. But now hearing <laughs> that review even kind of makes me want to a little bit more because it seems like it's kind of like a, a kind of a nice step into those sort of games yeah. without being yeah. too... Yeah, dip your feet. As yeah, long as like, you're yeah. ready to just kind of, you know, for that, kind of death repeat yeah, yeah, learn, yeah, yeah, sure. like that i mean it's a bit like we were talking about death loop um yeah. it is that kind of mentality of mm. okay you know we try it it didn't go right we're gonna do it again but we're gonna adapt and we're gonna change and we're gonna do it better that is the kind of idea of these games and i definitely think that um if you gave it enough of a go you would you would like it eventually because i mean you like um what is it jedi fallen order yeah, I did. And that, that is yeah. that's very souls like. Um, I'm very as well. lukewarm on that game. Oh, I love it. It's, no, it's so I was just so excited. I, I was to be fair, I've, I'm still on Daphomir. I have oh, to keep okay. playing it. Yeah, you do need to keep playing it. No, it does yeah. sound good, and I might, I might give it a go. Maybe, maybe we'll talk about it if I do, um, and maybe Chris will too. Um, so, the time has come. I've been <laughs> really excited for this. So, I've got my review ready for Ghost of Tsushima, um, and I've been dying to do this for so long. Um, but what what I don't want to do is we've spoken about it in bits and pieces a couple of times. So I don't want to just ramble on and on and on about it. So what I've done instead is I wrote basically a sort of 
pro con list. Um, okay. And instead of doing like a proper review where it's in depth and everything, I just kind of want to, they're like short sentences and things like that. And I just kind of want to list them off. And then obviously I'll, I'll go into some of them a little bit more than others, but because I feel like I have already kind of mentioned some of this stuff when we first spoke about the game, um, when I did my first initial thoughts and things like that. So um, I'm going to start off with the cons of the game um, because there is so few. Um, yeah. and, that, and if you <laughs> go like in that. depth, we'd be here for yeah, another two it, hours. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, so this is why I thought I'd do it this way. So we're going to start off with the cons of the game because realistically I, I had a real think as well while playing the game. Um, and I thought I'd write a list of the cons and I kind of, realized I'd only had a couple and I was like, <laughs> and it took me a while to come up with another one. Um, so just really, really going over those. Um, as much as the game looks incredible, um, I have noticed while playing that the voice dub to lip is not great. Um, no, okay. the, not, it's not always flawed, but in cutscenes um, with the cat, there's a lot you of noticed dialogue. It. And yeah, it's enough to notice sometimes that their lips don't really look like, you know, like games like LA Noir and things like that, where it's like so spot yeah. on. Yeah. Um, this just kind of is for a modern day release, it did seem a bit backdated, like it was a bit like. Was out it of made um, for English? It was because actually oh, okay. that people have said, which is even more. They're an American kind of, studio. But, and but, well, yeah, yeah. But what's even more annoying is that they did make, you can play it in uh, Japanese. Um, so right. you can play it with, uh, with the English subtitles and that. And they say to make it feel even more like an, uh, an old Japanese movie. Um, but people have said that actually the voice dubbing is worse in Japanese than it is the, mm-hmm. in the ordinary way, so oh. like, which is kind of a bit of a letdown. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. But, but either way, I would not play it that way regardless, but, I just noticed that even <laughs> during the main was. game. I, probably, I, yeah, I was no- going to say I probably would. I did notice though that the the cutscenes, it does kind of, sometimes it drops in and out a little bit with like their lips matching up with things they say and it just doesn't look too great. Um, right. But like I say, that's something very minor for yeah. for the the pros. Um, but the, the you must have seen this. This is another, this is probably something they can just fix, just a patch or something, but you must have seen the endless arrows glitch. Please tell me you've seen it. No. Right, so no, basically, so basically, when you enter territories um, or like camps where they're like, it's not because it's not worth based on level, but like you can enter areas where you're not supposed to be technically yet in that in the story yeah um, and if right. you do it tells you when you enter there you can't really stealth through it like even if you really tried the second you enter it they like one of them sounds the horn and it tells you that they're like heavily enforced area or whatever um there's a glitch which a lot of players have experienced um and basically if you get if you if one of them shoots an arrow at you like an archer you and you get hit by it um it knocks you into the air right and then an endless bombardment of endless arrows from archers just keeps hitting you so many times you can't you get juggled and you can't hit the ground so it will just knock you until you're dead <laughs> that yeah. sounds amazing and, and it's funny it's really funny it's not actually ever happened to me strangely enough but i've seen so many players say they've experienced it and i've actually watched videos of it so as well if you go into a camp and you climb up something when you jump off before you hit the ground an arrow will catch you in the air <laughs> and you'll then just get hit and hit and hit and hit so keanu and, reeves yeah, in the matrix yeah, with a bow. yeah but it will take it honestly it will just keep you up endlessly unless you just re- let yourself die because you can keep healing yourself in the air as well so you don't die so you will just continue <laughs> until you die i watched a minute and a half video of someone being juggled in the air so much but what was happening was their resolve bar 
was refilling. So they kept rehealing themselves and they just, it didn't finish for over a minute and a half oh, because they were just getting juggled. God. But so it's obviously just a little glitch that, that they, no, can, that, they can patch. That's amazing. It is Don't brilliant. Patch that. yeah, that's, it's, this is Ghost's um, Craig. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you it after just so you can see how funny it is. And Bradley, look it up as well. But mm-hmm. that, that's obviously just a bit of an issue, but something they can sort out. Um, the other one I would say is things like more simple things that a lot of games do, um, which is again, as much as the game is stunning, um, textures, not, not as in like pop-ins and pop-outs cause it is good for distance and up close, but, um, things like if you wear a, uh, an outfit that's got a cape, um, you, you'll notice like his swords, like the sheaths and that will like go through the cape and like, they like glitch through it. And like, if he leans yeah. against stuff or whatever, or sits down, the nice cape tool. goes like weird. And like, <laughs> like the cape's really good because the wind is so I like, is the cape is so authentic with the wind blowing and stuff and the way it flaps around in the wind and it looks great. But then in cutscenes, if you're wearing certain things, you'll notice parts of your armor and stuff like glitch through things. Or like if he's leaning <laughs> yeah. against the wall in the cutscene, it will probably half of his shoulder pad will like be in the wall. And I'm like, Again, this is just small details, but like just things that obviously could could look better, I guess. But um, there's the the one that, again. See, I've this has three cons, and I've only got one more. Um, yeah, I love the way these have all been very like minor things. Yeah, as well. they are, and this is none of them have been like, oh, I hated yeah. this. Well, well, because I didn't like, want to. No, but I didn't want to come say? in <laughs> because what would you if I come into this and just gave you a review where I it absolutely was adored this game? Yeah, and the, no, no game's perfect. Um, yeah. The one, the last one for me, which is a bit of except a bug Lego for me, except Lego Star Wars, um, is the <laughs> AI in the game. Um, so, what, what I mean by that is the AI isn't all that intellectual. So, like, um, what what I mean is, I can give you a prime example. I did a mission the other day, and it was only a side mission, and you were going to protect a whole village from an attack that was about to happen. So you told them all to hide just outside the town in some long grass and you told them to all to wait there and you would wait in the town and you would ambush on your own this this attack that was about to happen. So you set up some traps and stuff like that. Um, and in standard side mission fashion, um, one villager was left in that in one of the huts and the you get you hear the scream and you get told to quickly go rescue her because she's about to be killed or whatever or about to be attacked. So you run down there or whatever. And what makes me laugh is that like you get to this, like this poor villager lady and she's just standing there while men are standing around her, like, like preparing to just slice her in half. And she just stands there going, Oh no, help. And it's like, (laughs) wouldn't you have just run? Like, and I thought the AI would be like, you would have hoped the AI would have been a bit more like adaptive to like react like a real person would react. Like, you know, scream, run in terror. Like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and if if the people, the bad guys can catch them, it's quite realistic because it's like they've run away and they've been caught, but they just stand there. And like, after you go and rescue her, you then go and talk to her just to make sure she's okay. And again, in side mission fashion. Um, And she just is quite, she stands there straight and it's almost like she forgets that she was nearly just killed. <laughs> and then once you've told her to like that, you finished talking to her, she continues to stand there in the town. What that's just been overrun and ambushed. And I'm like, why is she not leaving? Like she's just been attacked. <laughs> like, um, so it's just things like that. Like things like the AI could have been a bit more human, like, I guess, but again, this is no, and and again, these are only characters that don't really impact yeah. the story, like not and, not actual and AI like is villages. Wonky in yeah, so yeah. many games. Yeah, exactly. It's a villager and things like that. So, they're my cons. Now, pros. I'm just going to reel through them. Um, the game is beautiful. Uh, the setting is beautiful, and it never ever gets boring to look at. 
like it's just no matter how far you go in that map and by the way the map is huge and i had no idea how big it is i I literally when i got the game i had no idea it was gonna be that big of a map and i still haven't fully uncovered it and i'm still focusing on just uncovering and everything before i progress all the way through the story um albeit i have done a bit more now um but it just never gets boring to ride around on the back of the horse and just to look at everything and take everything in and i've never used a game (laughs) a game's camera feature so much and like everyone was saying like there is the photo mode is incredible and i've always thought what is the point of photo mode really and this game i've taken so many photos because it is stunning Mm. um and it really does just look incredible and captivate the the feel of the game um while we're talking about the map the density of it is incredible as well so it's really enjoyable like even just traveling from place to place it's very rare unless it's absolutely miles that i need to go i will fast travel because you can fast travel which i love as well the option pretty much any camp that you visit has a fast travel point in it so you can fast travel practically everywhere um so you don't have to graph these long journeys on horseback but it's worth it because you'll probably come across something on the way that, that will catch your interest and you'll probably end up somewhere else. Um, or you'll discover a secret or something like that. And it's, there's so much in that map that draws you in. Hence why I still haven't finished the campaign because I get distracted all of the time. <laughs> um, and it, it, it really feels like they put a lot of effort in. So um, when I say that, I mean, there's, so much on the map that's different from each other so like you have fox dens you have the shrines you have um random one-on-one like people just offer you out for like duels and that is awesome like that just so many different things come apart like come to play in that map that you never really even though you're doing the same ones over and over again after a certain amount of time you're you never feel bored by it like i've never thought oh i can't bother to do another one of these like i'll just leave that or whatever because they all look so different from one another as well because the map is so insanely different um so yeah again fantastic uh the actual storyline it's broken down into three things which i I think i said before you have main storyline you have the mythic quests and you have towers of Tashima. So towers of Tashima are side missions, mythic quests, um, lean a bit more into the mythology. Um, and also there, each one you do grants you a sort of superhuman ability kind of like, like, so for example, one of them is they're not so much supernatural, but like they learn, they give you a new technique basically. Um, but there, some of them are a bit like leaning into the, could a real person do that? Like, for example, there's one called like, um, the wrath of something. And basically it's where he enters a stance and everything slows down around him. And then he can almost teleport dash and slice through multiple enemies really quickly oh, wow. okay. and like it uses your like stamina almost but it's so, so kind of like light shadow of war yeah 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 so it's not like ridiculously like mythical but it's it just it's got elements of, of yeah, elements of it um so they're the mythic tales which are really interestingly told as well because they they're all based on an old ancient warrior that supposedly was um you know possessed or was you know mythical and you you basically follow their tale until you uncover the that learn the ability yourself basically um but what i've really wanted to talk about with with the the actual story side quests and mythic quests is the depth of the characters and the emotions conveyed in it um i honestly can't tell you how much effort has gone into this so i i was playing a side mission the other day actually and um 
I was sitting there and at the end of the side mission, I went, oh my God, I forgot this was a side mission because it was proper emotional. And I was like, yeah. I don't even, this person that's just sat there and listed about their, their life problems and you know, all that they've gone through and suffered and lost. I was like, how is this a side mission? Like this could easily be main game material. Like, and I feel like they've really done that well. They've, they've put so much depth into every single character that you come across, whether it be main or side mission. Um, and yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, and, and I do just think that their character development is for, for any kind of side character or anything like that is just, it deserves so much recognition for the, the emotion that is put into it. Um, and the, the sense of real life people as well, because they all kind of talk to you about their sorrows and the, the, the deaths and the, the people they've lost close to them and things like that. And you kind of think, I just don't get how this can be a, a side mission in the game. Like, you know, this character has just sat down and told me everything about what what's happened to them since the invasion. And you feel obligated to, to help them from then on out. And like, each side commission has multiple. Uh, so each side mission character that you meet has multiple missions for them. So you kind of help them on their personal quest um, okay. throughout, which is really cool. So, so it gives it so much more of a story. It feels yeah, so much more it's important. Not, yeah. So you're not just meeting a random mission. R and going, Oh yeah, I hope you save your child who fell down a well or whatever. And then it's like, Oh bye. I'll never see you again. It's like, they are telling you a story of their own and you are following it from start to finish. And then you are helping them overcome what they need to overcome or whatever it is that they need to pass. Um, Such a great way to side content. It is. And it, that's why it's so interesting for me. Um, so yeah, again, yeah, it's just brilliant. Um, the actual gameplay, uh, again, I can't, I don't want to talk about it too much, but we spoke briefly about how it works with the gameplay, with the fighting. It's very cinematic, everything. There's minimal HUD. Um, it feels very movie like and the it doesn't ever get boring because of the change of stance which as you actually progress through the game as well the more stances you have um the more you have to change it throughout a fight because the the enemies that they throw at you in an average combat situation all are different so you have to keep switching stance throughout enemies attacking you so whilst blocking you'll probably quickly change stance to another one that works for that enemy in front of you and okay. then you'll quickly change again to swap to the one behind you. And although you can still kill enemies with your other stances that aren't for that specific enemy type, it's so You're much slower. It's yeah. so much slower and it's, and it's harder and, and it makes the game harder as well. So there's just a lot of diversity in it. Um, and one thing I didn't really touch on before is the leveling up system. It's, it, it's not like a, a grind um, and it's not like a... Um, there's like immense skill tree that takes you forever to, you know, unlock everything and that. But what I would say is that there is some, there is enough in there bearing in mind, I've spent the majority of my hours doing side missions and also just uncovering the map and earning XP to level my character up. I still don't have everything in the skill tree. Now for where I am in the story, I'm very upgraded. Like I, I, I can tell that I shouldn't be this high level for where I am in the story, but the fact that I can't, I still haven't got it all shows you that there is plenty there to be had um, because, you know, it just is a crazy big world. There's a crazy so big world content. and there's so much XP to grab before you can have everything in the skill tree. And I am fairly close now, but like I say, if you was to play the game and you was just to go, I'm just going to play the main story missions as they come up mm. by the point I was at in the story, which isn't majorly far in, but it's a fair way. 
I feel like you would find so, maybe some of it so much more intense because you probably wouldn't have half the stances. You probably wouldn't have half the abilities. You probably wouldn't have, and it may be more difficult. Um, but that just comes down to whether you want to do yeah. it that way. And that's kind of your you choice. Want, yeah. Whether well, you want to graft it or whether you want to just thingy. But um, I, the last thing I'll say on it is that this is a summary is it's the game that, I've been waiting for personally for a long, long time. Um, you said before, Chris, it's the Assassin's Creed we never got. And for me, the old Assassin's Creed we never got. And for me, that's exactly what it is. But it's that and so much more. Mm. Um, and it's done in a way that feels like I can't compare it to any other games, really. Like, I don't really feel like it merges. I mean, there's elements, but you can't go, oh, that's just like a spin off game of this because it really feels like its own story. Yeah. Um, taking elements from so many other places yeah but it's it's own it's so unique yeah and and i think really what the last thing i say is that yeah it's it's phenomenal um it has deserved every bit of success it's got and more than anything i hope you both get proper time with it at some point or another and whether that be on the next gen or whether it be whenever or even if it's just round mine I, i want you to both experience it because it is a story game that has captivated me from the very beginning. And I, I don't want to finish it because I don't want to come to terms with the fact I finished it. Um, oh. And that, and, and I would go as far as saying that and your this life is, feel empty. it will. And this is what I was going to say. And this is where I'll finish it is that I could have talked about it a lot more, but I won't. Um, in all my years of gaming, I would put this in my top three games ever. Ooh. And that is, that is the, that is, and I'm <laughs> sure about that as well. I can't think of, I'm buying a PS5. Yeah. I just, do you know what? It is in my top three <laughs> games ever. And oh, honestly, I'm so glad this game finally turned up because it was everything I hoped and more. And I just can't wait to just play endless amounts of it. And I'll probably and the multiplayer soon. Exactly that. But yeah, that's all I'm going to say on it. It is, so, it's so phenomenal. You're saying you'd recommend it. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I'd recommend it to anyone. Um, and yeah, just honestly, yeah, go, go and give I it a mean, go. I mean, eventually when I do play it, I'll definitely, uh, I'll, I'll give my it. thoughts. Yeah, of I'm sure they'll probably be pretty much identical yeah. to yours. <laughs> yeah. But... yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that, that's all I've got to say about that. And uh, hopefully it just continues to succeed. Um, now, You've got a quiz for us, haven't you? I have my quiz um, and I'm really excited about this. Uh, so when we talked about my last quiz, should we be scared? Well, when we talked about my last quiz, you kind of said that you felt like I could have gone a bit harder with the questions. So I thought this time I'll pick something that I think both of you know very, very little about. And also okay. I'll, I'll make Always the good. questions quite not that I, they're, they're not all going to be hard, obviously, because that's the point, but I think they're all quite obscure. So for, especially if you know little about it. So what happened to the two easy ones? Well, well, the they, they might still be easy. We'll see. I don't know. You might do better than I think, but I'll tell you what it is first. The theme for this week's quiz is Apex mm. Legends. Oh, oh gosh. No. I think I've played like two minutes. <laughs> right. Okay. So Same. I don't think I made it through the tutorial. So <laughs> basically was, like, nah, Apex Legends is, uh, is my favorite battle royale game. And I still, I, I still play endless amounts of it. Um, I, all I'm going to say is I run this quiz past um, Zach, who I play Apex with all the time, and he got zero okay. out of five. That does not surprise <laughs> yeah, but I feel like, that, I feel that like he's not, not the type of person no, he's to pay not, attention to, look into, to no, those. His not. brain is like yeah. a sieve. It's just, it just <laughs> drains out. Okay, well, I think you'll get at least, I'm going to say three. I think you could comfortably probably get three. Uh, so, question number one. What world is Apex set in? Is it A, Overwatch? 
Is it B, Titanfall? Is it C, Crisis? Okay. Uh, Bradley, you got any ideas? Yeah, I know what it is. Uh, I'm going do you know, for... Do you know? Yeah, I know. I'm both getting this. I'm going with B. Yeah, it's uh, Titanfall. It's Brilliant. Yeah. It's Titanfall. Yes. yes. It's literally, love... you watch the way you jump out of the ship. It's literally t- yeah. straight from Titanfall. Same, yeah. But, but Titanfall 2 is so much better. And I can't believe Titanfall died for Apex. Oh, it makes I love me yeah. so sad. It's I, sad. I do yeah. love Titanfall, but I, I prefer Apex to Titanfall, I have to say. You get I, Titans. I know. Right. So what, you're going one for one so far. Right. Question number two. How many legends did the game initially launch with? Was it six? Ooh. Was it seven? Or was it eight? Oh. Uh, I'm going to go on a guess and go with A, six. Bradley? I was going to go with six too. <laughs> can, I, can I go with six still? Yeah, you both going to go with six? six? Yeah. That is incorrect. It, oh. launched, <laughs> it launched with eight. Well, six what? just seems like such a Can you name them? I was trying to... There's the, the medic Did I name girl. them? Right, you've, the, so you've got blood hound right, so, so, right, so you've got bloodhound <laughs> you've got lifeline you've got uh, bloodhound lifeline pathfinder bangalore gibraltar um wraith <laughs> he's running out of things oh, um, there's more now pathfinder <laughs> that's seven <laughs> that's seven um oh, who have i missed these uh, are just the launch characters yeah yeah and who did i miss there's one i've missed and i can't think who it is but there is one more and I, i'm sorry whoever that maybe legend I, is I've just was there a beta maybe i played the beta I and, swear I anyway <laughs> right question number three how long after announcement was the game launched was it a the same day as announcement was it b one week after announcement or was it c one month after announcement uh i'm gonna go with a guess and go mm-hmm. same day bradley see i i know it's it, it, i'm pretty sure it was either the same day or the same week or like the next week what it, are you gonna go with i'll make it interesting and i'll go with the week chris was right it was the same yes! day. <laughs> i remember this yeah. i remember it was a complete and stealth release yeah they dropped the trailer and dropped the game for free yeah that's what you get from not going for your gut bradley <laughs> yeah so, i just wanted to make it interesting. interesting yeah right okay so question number four which of the following is not the name of a legend's ability in the game so bearing in mind every <gasps> legend and there is now oh my god there's now i think there's more than 12 um and each ability, uh, each legend has three abilities each. So this is going to be probably, unless you recognise any of them, it's going to be a guess one. <laughs> so number A, number A, <laughs> number, number A, a. <laughs> return in episode eight. Um, <laughs> that wasn't even a. intentional. It wasn't right. Speed demon. Number B. <laughs> number B. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it now. Right. B. Number B. Number B. Right. <laughs> so A, Speed Demon. B, The Beast of the Hunt. C, Emplaced Minigun Sheila. What? Uh, <laughs> the name of the ability? Yeah. So one of these all, is, is all three. Fake. All three of those. Uh, uh, like, so they're all, I'm saying three names of abilities. One of them is not actually in the game. Okay. Okay. What what is the? Do you want me to repeat them again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got speed demon, uh-huh. the beast of the hunt. Yeah, emplaced minigun Sheila. Oh, it's, uh, I'm going number number C, <laughs> number C, please. Oh, it's got to be emplaced minigun Sheila. The other two sound too legit, Bradley. 
Are you going to go with your? Are you going to go with your gut? Or are you going to go with Chris? Or are you going to go? Or well, see, or that's, your, that's, that's what Chris? I mean. I'm going to lose either way if if it is that. Like, and we keep what, getting it. Go on. What are you getting? What are you going for? Uh, I'll go for uh, a number speed. A. Please. You're going to number speed A, please. Demon. You're going to go speed demon. The correct answer is speed demon. It's not yes. an ability. Oh. And I tricked you well, on I purpose that because was. because octane is the the speed daredevil. And I thought, oh, yeah. anyone's going to think. I, no, yeah, I thought it was ability. his ability, but um, then. It's it's actually uh, stim. His ability ball. is just uh, called you know, stim. I was even going to go with Bradley. What an idiot! Like yeah. completely. Well, <laughs> what is your logic? Well, I thought I'd throw you off because, and the reason I did this was that C um, is only literally the legend that started at the season six, which started about a week ago, and she actually her ultimate ability is actually called Emplaced Minigun, and she calls it Sheila. So it's actually called Emplaced Minigun Sheila, and I was uh, like, okay. "There's no way anyone's going to think that's the name yeah. of an ability." I thought you made that up. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> there's, no, "There's no way in a professional writing stuff." <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. That. Um, so this is the last question on the quiz. Ooh. I'd be interested to this one. So, which of the following legends does not conform to male or female and is instead referred to as they? Is it oh, Bloodhound? Is it Mirage, or is it Rampart? Uh, I. What do you think, Bradley? I think I'm gonna go with Mirage. Oh, that's what I was gonna go with. Ah, oh, you want to make it interesting? You want to make it interesting? <laughs> I don't really. I want to. I'm gonna stick with my gut. You're like going for smart. You're, <laughs> you're going for Mirage. No, going for that's Mirage. boring. Quiz right. Play. Well, I can tell you that you are both wrong the correct answer is bloodhound what i know so the reason i found this out was because bloodhound well well not a dude no but this is why no so this is why i was interested to find this out because um i was looking at the voice i was this uh, like watched a video about the voices behind apex legends um and i found out which i did know before but i wanted to just find out more about it um i knew that bloodhound's character was voiced by a lady and i thought that's strange because I always assumed Bloodhound was a boy because obviously you, but you, it sounds like yeah. a man because it's robotic and it's like he's a Russian, like, um, you know, yeah. uh, and it's got, he's under a suit. So you can't really tell by the physical appearance what, like, the shape, body shape and that because the, the suit's quite puffy and that. So there's no real obvious telling if it's a boy or a girl. And so I, I looked into the fact that it was a woman who voiced and I thought that was a bit strange of a choice because obviously any, any man, Russian man could have done that voice. Mm. And, so I then looked it up and I just searched, is Bloodhound male or female? And it says that in actual fact that you're not supposed to know about Bloodhound's background outside of the suit and who they really are as an identity. They don't really have a name. They're like an enigma. But they are, yeah, but they don't conform to either. So they are actually just known as they. Oh, okay. And I was well. like, um, which, yeah, so that, that was a little bit of history I for you on Apex. You've... You, got you've overboard. given us an easy quiz <laughs> and, then... and then you've gone to the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> I'm glad though, because I didn't want it to be easy again yeah. or too easy. But yeah, I, you know, I do love Apex Legends. I and... just love that we got more than Zach. Yeah, you did. And you he plays this played. religiously. He plays it with most nights with me and you, he literally got zero. <laughs> so, so he was confident. How did get zero? He was confident with his answers as well. And I was like, <laughs> how could you be so wrong? <laughs> what did he say world it was set in? Uh, crisis. Oh, yeah. but to God. be but to be fair, what, what about the abilities? Well, Who's this abilities? is the thing. He has the legend and uses the legend with in place minigun Sheila, and he still got it wrong. <laughs> he went to me. Uh, he went, oh, it's got to be the minigun one, and I went, Zach, that's Rampart. That's the uh, the, the legend you play as, and he went, 
oh yeah is that what it's called <laughs> i was like yeah she literally says yeah. it she calls it sheila all the time like so yeah i yeah i don't know but you know but yeah so you did better than uh, a player of <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, should, should, should we do our closing thoughts yeah um i've got a good one go on then so mm. this muppet we've just been talking about yeah he's actually coming on the pod yeah he is so we're gonna abuse him live <laughs> Um, yeah he's gonna so, be co- so it'll be nice because because we're not we're not abusing him behind his back now we're, just, <laughs> we're abusing him literally while he's sitting next to us yeah he'll be That's on in a couple of weeks nice, and uh, so. hopefully bring some interesting topics to talk about uh but yeah, yeah. so look forward to that and uh i'll see you later guys we'll catch you next week see you later <laughs>